I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. And sparkly things. <gasps> yes. And we love lots of things. Someone, I, I someone just gave me my Christmas present early. Because I am like a five-year-old with no attention span <laughs> and... And I love it. I can't. I, I love it. I'm like, open it now. Open it now. Open it now. It's November. I don't care. Open it now. <laughs> Y'all, it was in a Tiffany box. Because I love my friend and my co-podcaster. And now I I want to rethink my gift. No. No, 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 no. No. Do not. No, no, no. No. I've been doing a lot of like handmade stuff which this is year. like way more special than something I'm, in a blue box because <laughs> you spend time and energy creating it but but still i'm just like i have no energy or talent you guys so i'm just giving you this if you didn't know this already and some of you do know but uh this person to my right mrs sarah morgan is pretty amazing who dat nope nope who dat <laughs> <laughs> i just want to point that out no. anyway yo love you friend i love you people are probably like skipping forward and going barf yeah i know you're like <laughs> can you guys like skip to the lesbian part of this podcast like, well i mean I, okay i'm not gonna say it <laughs> we can't <laughs> I'll, I'll just move on oh man <laughs> a joke for you i'm ready because the other one was gonna be a really good joke but it's fine okay <laughs> Why do skeletons stay so calm? I don't know. Why? Nothing gets under their skin. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking, since we're on skeletons, I have a skeleton joke. Okay, okay. How do skeletons make babies? Oh my god, I don't know. They bone. Ah, I should have known! <laughs> you are oh, all welcome. I should have known that. <laughs> Oh my I, god, hilarious. I, I love my my dirty um Halloween jokes. They're the best. Where are you finding these? Um lessonpaths.com dirty dash Halloween dash jokes. Okay. I'm gonna bookmark <laughs> that on my tablet. <laughs> There's a, that's the one where I got the um the, the the husbands have crystal balls one. Oh my god, the best. Anyway. The best. <laughs> Shall we get into our booze news? Yes, let's do it. Booze, booze news, booze, booze news. Okay, so written by Dwayne Alexander Smith and published back in 2014, the novel 40 Acres is being turned into a feature film over at Netflix Ooh. because Netflix is doing everything. Pretty much. <laughs> they got all that money. Yeah, seriously. Can you share? I mean, you know. Seriously. Give we, back to those that have we'll, built you. We'll talk about all your movies because yeah, there's man. so many. But anyway, <laughs> so um, this is coming from uh, Deadline this uh, this week. Um, so Chio Hadari Coker, um, who was in Luke Cage, will I mean who did <laughs> Luke Cage? Sorry, uh, will be scripting the adaptation. And also Deadline notes the thriller is described as being a cross between The Firm and Get Out. Oh, but get this one of the producers on the film is jay-z shut up dead serious shut up you getting in that netflix money okay okay i'm gonna have to check this out <laughs> 
I just hope Beyonce's not on the soundtrack. I love Beyonce, but (laughs) she can't have everything. (laughs) Yeah. I love her, though. Yeah. I love her deeply. Same. And she's, like, one of my favorite singers, but I I just can't allow the, the soundtrack. Anyway, but it sounds like a really good book. And also, hopefully, this will be a really good film. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, another one that's really cool. So, um, so we've been a little bit uh, unclear on the exact at-home release date uh, for uh, director Christopher Landon's new slasher, Freaky, um, which I, I would like to note, which is currently at the top of the box office charts for the second weekend in a row. Good for Freaky. Yeah, I I want to see this. I mean, granted, I know that there's nothing at the box office. So right, not, not anymore. No, but... but <laughs> definitely not anymore i know so we'll have to do a watch party when it goes to video on demand yes for sure we have so many things to watch dude (laughs) the list is growing but that's cool because then that's more for us to talk about oh absolutely (laughs) so um so they knew that the film was uh coming to premium uh video on demand either at the end of november or the start of december and now we finally have a firm date so Universal is bringing Blumhouse's gory slasher comedy home on December 4th. Sweet. So we can see it next week. I am so here for or this. Or this, this week. Sorry. Friday. Fr- Friday. 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 We'll get our nails did and before everything shuts down again. And then uh, we'll watch Freaky and then we'll podcast. Yes. I like this plan. Oh, because we got to set up the thing for, for Saturday too. <gasps> Oh, so, so many things. So many fun stuff. <laughs> so many things, but fun. So many fun stuff and so little time. I'm so excited. What are we going to do? But yeah. So we got Freaky. We got The Craft. Uh, what else were we supposed to watch? I don't know. There's lots. Yeah. But those two for sure. So. Yes. Yay. Um, well, anyway, I have some other like super exciting news you're going to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so none other than Channing Tatum. Oh, you mean my future husband. Your future husband, because he's single and so are you. Well, I mean, technically he's, mm, well, I mean, I guess he is. He not married. There's no ring on there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just saying. That's very true. You are single until there is a ring on it. That's true. Okay, we'll continue talking about my future husband. Anyway, so your future husband, Channing Tatum, is going to soon re-team with his 21 Jump Street directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. This time it is for a mysterious and unnamed Universal (gasps) Monster movie. Ooh. So... Plot details are super top secret and it's being completely kept under wraps. Um, So we have no idea what character this movie is going to be about. However, we can speculate a little bit. The movie is being described as, quote, a bold genre reinvention of one of the studio's most beloved characters from the Monsters universe. So I just want them to say what it is. I know. So process of elimination. <laughs> here's what we can kind of deduce. So Lee Winnell already did Invisible Man. Right. Ryan Gosling is going to be the new Wolfman. Please don't remind me. I know. I'm like, <laughs> like for real though. Um, and can Wolf- they switch? <laughs> right. And Wolfman was already done 10 years ago. And it was not and, that and good. And it was not that great. <laughs> um, Karen Kuzma is already doing Dracula. So right. scratch that one off the list. Um, and then on top of that, Dexter Fletcher is doing Renfield about 
uh, you know, Renfield from the Dracula story. Right. Okay. And then Elizabeth Banks is doing the Invisible Woe Man. <sighs> I know. Liz I'm, I. I'm <laughs> okay, I, continue. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. So many feelings. Um, and then screenwriter Dave. Screenwriter? Is that even a thing? Screen- it can be now. <laughs> screenwriter David Kep says that the Bride of Frankenstein is in the works. Okay. Tom Cruise already ruined the Mummy. <laughs> and I like how it's tackled. <laughs> I corrected it, but he, but he, he more so like. I, I corrected it. He didn't tackle it. He fucking it ruined like it. Crashed and burned. Right? Flaming dumpster fire heading off a cliff into a sarlacc pit. That was the mummy. Oh, man. Okay. Um, and then Universal is also planning team up movies like Dark Army and mm-hmm. Monster Mash. Um, and Little Monsters is also in the works. Wait a minute. So, they're, they're bringing back Little Monsters? Uh huh. Okay. I know. So okay. excited. So, so many things. Okay, go ahead. Here are the possibilities. Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera, or Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, now I thought Russell Crowe was doing Jekyll and Hyde. He was, but Universal, oh, that, was the, that was the dark universe. Yep. That was supposed to be like the Marvel universe where they all kind of like intertwined together. Because, I mean, he kind of played him in the mummy. He didn't kind of, he did. Right. But I mean, like, there wasn't much, f- there was focus, but not that much. No, and it just, I mean, The Mummy was just such a terrible movie. And it right. was the reason that they canceled the whole reboot. I mean, so now all of these are being mm. launched as standalone films instead of this whole, like, interwoven universe. I think he's going to be Frankenstein. I think he's going to be Frankenstein. I am holding out for either Creature from the Black Lagoon or yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, you know what? I can kind of see the creature from Black Lagoon. He's so cool. Only because he's from Louisiana. Mm. And he's from a lagoon, swamp, it, land thing. Exactly. So I kind of can maybe see that just from, you know, where he grew up. I cannot see him as the Phantom. No? <laughs> I mean, look at Gerard Butler, though. But... He was so handsome. I know. And he, he could really sing. Oh, I, Gerard Butler was like I the mean, rock star phantom oh that we all needed. God. It was so good. I can watch that all the time. Me too. Do we know if Channing Tatum can sing? Uh, I, I, don't I don't know. remember. I don't remember. Me neither. And now I want to watch Magic Mike. Anyway. Ah! <laughs> Sidebar, when I did have a 3D TV, I watched the first Magic Mike in 3D. As you should. Yes, but now I don't have that TV anymore. <laughs> the second one would have been better in 3D. Hey, anyway, I think he's going to be Frankenstein. I think Because he's be tall right. and very brawny. He is very brawny. I mean, I, I, I don't and think And they're saying that... the most beloved monster. And yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just hinting. I feel like that's more hinting to Frankenstein, but they could be throwing us off. So who knows? I mean, no, you you could very well be right. So I I don't know. We'll find out. I'm excited though. It would be interesting. He'd be a hot Frankenstein. I know. I'd be like, take me now. I'm like Bride of Frankenstein, right here. Right. Right here, uh, David Kep. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an actress, but um, I but can, I will figure it out. 
I can do a good kissing scene because I don't want to say something else. I, you, you definitely don't have to <laughs> act to exactly. Yeah, there sure wouldn't. There have would to. not be much acting involved there. <laughs> Should I edit any of this out? Nope. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Guilty. So funny. <laughs> So anyway, that yes. is that is very the it's there's no news this week. So this was the only <laughs> exciting thing that I had. Thank you. I really appreciate you putting that in. You're welcome. Because you know I was just sitting here listening with like I knew you needed something to <laughs> just staring at you. Channing Tatum, what? You're like, I'm sorry. Continue. Also, Channing, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are, um, if you're in Ojai, hit me up. Yeah. I'll, I'll come visit. Right? We're not that far. Just come say hi. I'll yeah. cook for you. Oh, and Bree's a good cook. Yeah. I do. I miss how, you. That's how real men. You know, I, the, the one thing I do miss about uh, being vegan is I do miss your fried chicken. Your fried chicken's bomb. I mean, I can make your fake chicken. I don't like fake chicken. Can you? Can oh, you don't? Eat? No, oh, I've okay. got. I've gotten to that point in my veganism where like all the. Um, the meat replacement products, except for the Beyond Burgers. I do love Beyond Burgers. Okay. But any of the meat replacement things, I just don't really eat them anymore. The chicken tenders aren't that bad. I had some. They're not bad. They're just, I, I don't mean, know. But here's the thing. I season them. Yes. Yes, <laughs> So they, they would taste better. Yes. For, I'm sure if I made them for you, you would probably like it. I probably would. You're, you are So correct. just throwing that out there. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I would rather eat like... This sounds so so much like a hippie. I'd just rather eat tofu. I mean, but fried tofu is also delicious. Freaking bomb. Or some baked tofu and some curry sauce. Mm. I'm going to fry you some tofu. Okay. Done. With the same type of seasoning. Maybe not tonight because it's like nine. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen right now. But maybe... Maybe one day next week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so we're going to continue sharing some great uh, small businesses for your Spookmas shopping. Spookmas. Yeah. Creepmas. Yeah, because that's the only way I like Christmas. It is creepy. Creepy Christmas. It's just me. <laughs> so um, I'd like to share, um, again, uh, Lolly Candles. Oh, we love her. Yes. From our cool friends, uh, sisters, Alex and Sylvia. Shout out to Sylvia, Can my I- co-worker. So I burned through, <laughs> when did we get our candles? Over the summer. Yes. So we got we got one. I burned through it really quickly because I loved it so much. Yep. And I keep it by my computer while I work because it keeps me calm. It's, um, it's great. Oh, yeah. And then, and, and you know what I love is that the little um, pots that they come in, mm-hmm. you can reuse. Yes. They're so pretty. They're these gorgeous ceramic mosaic um, They're, they're so beautiful. And they smell wonderful. And not only do they smell wonderful, but it also has a great powerful stone at the bottom of it to create more zen in your life. Yes, it does. So each candle has a meaning of why it is the way it is. And that's why I love their candle company so much. And not only because I work with Sylvia, but they're just amazing people anyway. (laughs) But they have some great holiday candles available. Sarah. What? Wait, wait, what? (laughs) They just posted that they have holiday candles available and their Etsy store is now open. Goes over to Etsy. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, Alex and Sula, you're gonna be making some candles <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Just okay. letting you know. Sarah's ordering right now. I'm going to the website because my for I, I don't know, sidebar, whatever update was recently done on the Etsy app, it sucks. Um Yep. So now I gotta go to the website. What is, what is with these these apps like everybody was complaining about the new instagram i'm still complaining but here's okay now here's my other complaint so you're gonna update my personal one but ours didn't get that update did you notice that yeah i did i did yeah (laughs) i was like okay so everybody else can get the update but like the businesses or the podcasts you know whatever they don't get an update like i just found that really weird because as know. I'm as I'm trying to get used to the new one, and then when I go to our Instagram, I have to resort back to the other, the old way. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's just too much. Like if you're gonna change Instagram, if you're gonna change it, change it all the way, like in all the platforms. <laughs> like <laughs> it shouldn't matter if it's like a personal page or like a fan page, whatever. It should all be the same. Fuck it up for everybody. Right. <laughs> So that I don't have to keep, like, learning with two different things. Anyway. No, I, I'm, I'm just old. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, that's just, it's a lot of work. Um. um anyway, so the next vendor <gasps> I want to share. Are you looking? Oh, yeah, Ginger Isn't it pretty? Palo Santo. Oh, my I God. I told you. Oh, honey and bourbon. The fuck is this? Yep. And that's the one I knew you were going to pick, actually. Because yep, I love bourbon. Get that job done fast. How do, how do you guys think we get through all the podcasts? How do you think I get through life? <laughs> that too. <laughs> You're starting to make me think that I need to start drinking whiskey more. You're just now figuring this out? I mean, but I never really liked whiskey. But I'm like, the more and more like I come and have dinner with you guys, you're like, you should try this whiskey, Brie. Well, just have a little sip. Because don't buy cheap whiskey is not good, right? Um, so don't get the crappy stuff. But we got we got some good stuff in that. You cabinet. do, yep. So that's why I'm like more and more. I'm like I'm getting there. It's still burning the crap out of my throat, but I'll get there. Well, oh, you know what? Remind me before you go to give you a taste of the hibiki that we got. Okay, it's really good. It's like it's nice and spicy, but there's no burn. Okay, but it's just real spicy. Okay, I'm there. I'm there for that. <laughs> Well, the next vendor I want to share is like Sarah's favorite shoe company because <laughs> she had so oh many my pairs. God, so many shoes, so little time. <laughs> Strange Cole, and you've probably seen it if you're looking at our stories on Instagram. I share a lot of all their new stuff coming out, and I'm probably as I'm sharing, Sarah is purchasing. <laughs> I I bought the cotton the um the candy cane ones. I knew it. Well, because they were like forty percent off. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. Can you? Well, yeah. I'm sorry. You talk. Sorry. It's fine. No, it's totally fine. Um, so they are based in LA, but um, they, I mean, they're just they're huge everywhere, not just Los Angeles. Where they ship everywhere. Yeah, and so right now. Because of why it gotta be Black Friday, um, <laughs> they have a forty percent store wide um, off. Uh, there's a code. It's Black Forty. <laughs> That's me in three years. Um, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. This is what Barry. happens when I have wine. Oh, look at look at my little scream mark on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously <laughs> anyway uh, 
seeing so much of my life. Anyway. Best episode ever. <laughs> so they have uh, some great uh, candy cane pumpkin styles. And then the ones I'm waiting for is the velvet snowflake ones. Oh, they're so cute. Those are so cute. <gasps> the snowflakes the- have little... Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm that kid from the Polar Express on the train that's real fucking annoying and won't stop talking. <laughs> this is the greatest episode ever. I'm so sorry. Um, so, <laughs> the snowflakes have little skeletons. Yep, that. <laughs> and they're really cute and they come in black and this really pretty blue. I'm probably gonna get the blue. I mean, I should get the black, but I, I kind of like the blue more. The blues are real cute. But, you know, because holiday. I think I might get those for, um, well, no, I already I have got a feeling it. you're going to get the black and the blue, aren't well, you? I'm going to get the black. Do, okay. I have, do, I, do I have any spooky blue things? No, I'll probably just get the black. <laughs> I feel like you don't have spooky blue ones, though. Well, I don't know, but... But I'm then also, like, do you have a blue... What am I going to wear with them? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't think you have a light blue anything. Or do you? I do, just nothing spooky. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's like flowers and stuff. The black is good. Yes. Black is good. Black. I mean, black is... It's classic. Exactly. Timeless. And slimming. Spooky, spooky uh, skeleton snowflakes. Spooky, scary skeletons. Mm-hmm. It's been like a whole three weeks since we heard that song. I know. <laughs> and I miss it already. Um, but anyway, <laughs> check them out. Instagram, they also uh, have their website. It's strange cult. It's C-V-L-T. Yes. By the way. Yes. Just want to point that out. Yes. Um, But check them out. They're always uh, posting up updates of when new things are going to be released. They'll give you the date and then the time when it's Mm going to go live. So mark your calendars. Yes, sir. (laughs) And ma'am and people. (laughs) Do it. yeah anyway sorry um so the first one that i picked is abby bell it's spelled a b b y b e l l e so we were first introduced to abby bell i think i saw her first at um season screamings actually a couple years ago i was just gonna say yeah and then i started seeing her at all of the other um spooky conventions here in southern california so she's an artisan based here in the greater los angeles area and she makes all sorts of super cute folk art e type um statues and sculptures and also ornaments for your spooky christmas tree yay i have the little um nosferatu head with the fangs so cute i have that one on my on my goth tree and then i also have the black kitty cat on my goth tree it's so freaking cute i just love how they're all just little handmade they're so cute they are they're all um painted and made by hand with love um and they are a great addition to your spooky christmas tree so definitely check out abby bell she got a website or no not a website she has an etsy store so whenever etsy decides to unfuck their app go on that <laughs> and find it until then just go to their website no shade savage Bree and savage morgan is out <laughs> on this episode 
<laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, and then the other one that I picked is Moody Vooties. And so anybody uh, that has seen any part of my house ever has seen my 900 Moody Vooties dolls all over the place. I cannot say enough good things about the this company. So all of their dolls are, same thing, made by hand. It is a husband and wife team based in Florida here in the United States. Um, and they make these gorgeous dolls with, and, and they're all so unique. No two dolls are alike. Well, no, that's not true. That's a lie. They do have um, certain characters, like they have a quote-unquote jason doll that's a little lady jason her name is spelled uh j-a-s-y-n um and then they have a samantha doll that is a little doll that kind of looks very reminiscent of sam from trick-or-treat um so they have a couple of you know character based dolls but they also do nothing but super unique hand-painted they have dia de los muertos um they do i have all oh, the grady twins from the shining they've done witches i mean they have a plague they have plague doctors that they've done you name it they've done it um i think i probably have close to two dozen dolls that i've collected over the years around my house but they're a little difficult to get your best bet is to join their patreon site and you can join it for like a dollar or two dollars a month and then you get oh. first access to the dolls that they post or you get the notifications about the ones that they post because they're all made by hand it takes a, obviously a very long time to produce these so they only release a few a week um but yes, definitely follow them on Instagram. They do have a website. It's moodyvooties.com. Um, I usually stock it first thing in the morning just to see if there's anything new out and available that they haven't posted yet. But mm -hmm. you can also join their Patreon and they ship very quickly. You will not be disappointed with your purchases. Beautifully made. Amazing craftsmanship. Moody Vooties. We nice. love them. Yay. That was a very long Thank you, uh, Moody Vooties, for creating such great, cute little dolls. I love yes. them. Yes. And I know I don't normally like dolls. Mm -mm. Nope. So yep. that's saying something. Yep. <laughs> so today we are gonna kind of get into our little spooky Christmas movies, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna talk about Silent Night, Bloody Night. This is one of the worst movies <laughs> ever made. <laughs> Seriously, as <laughs> as I was watching it, I'm like. What? it's so <laughs> terrible oh god um so silent night bloody night was released in 1972 and it is a wonderful slasher film wonderfully bad slasher film i should actually say <laughs> um that was directed by theodore gershney and co-produced by lloyd kaufman um so it stars patrick o'neill and uh cult actress mary waranov in the leading roles and john carradine is in a supporting performance so the plot follows a series of murders that occur in a small new england town on christmas eve after a man inherits a family estate which was once an insane asylum Ooh. Mm -hmm. i know um, so many of the cast and crew members were actual former Warhol super, uh, superstars. Mary Warnov, Dean, Candy Darling, uh, uh, Kristen Steen, Tally Brown, Louis Love, just to name a few. It's so bad. Yeah, it's... <laughs> um, 
And it actually was filmed in Oyster Bay in Long Island, New York in 1970, but was not theatrically released until 72 under the alternate titles Night of the Dark Full Moon and in 1981 as Death House. Wow. Uh-huh. It's like... <laughs> It's so bad. Uh, it's so bad. So bad. Um, so quick, quick cast. Uh, Patrick O'Neill plays John Carter. James Patterson, the late, great James Patterson, who actually passed right after filming wrapped and unfortunately did not live long enough to see this released. Aww. Yeah, I know. Super sad. Um, who plays Jeffrey Butler. Mary Warnov as Diane Adams. Astrid Heron as Ingrid. John Carradine as Charlie Tauman. Walter Abel as Mayor Adams. Fran Stevens as Tess Howard, Walter Clavin as Sheriff Bill Mason, and that's the top build cast. And then there's a few other yes. smaller characters. So many people that I didn't know who they were. No, it's like the, <laughs> this is like the quintessential B movie slasher garbage. Well, and I will note back in that time, and my mother kind of had to remind me. Um, well, I'm a big uh warhol fan as far as the art yes everything that he does i pretty much like studied when i was in art school and loved it and kind of like followed his work a little bit in my own stuff but anyway so back then if you like hung out with him you were in his artwork his movies whatever it was a big deal so this movie was probably like super popular because they're like, oh, you know, they, they hang out with Andy Warhol. So that, that means this is like a big deal that they're in this movie. And so like my mom had to explain that. She's like, when she actually saw this in the theater, she said it was jam packed. Really? Yes. Wow. And she said it was just as terrible then as it is now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like <laughs> she was like, she was like, you would not have liked this if you were alive back in that time. Oh, no, not a chance. And I'm like, yeah. Like, you are correct. And I don't like it now either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she was like, but, she's like, I can't believe you guys are watching this. But you know what? I, I appreciate just how truly bad it is. And you know mm-hmm. what? It actually reminds me so much of, um, there's another really awful, horrible, terrible. I, I don't remember if it came out in the seventies or eighties slasher film called happy birthday to me. Oh, it is a cult classic. It's yep. so awful. Um people are killed like in the most bizarre fashions and it's just like for come on. It's <laughs> it's just it's so bad. We need to do that on the anniversary of starting our podcast. <gasps> Happy birthday to us. Oh yes. Let's talk about a really bad slasher film. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put it in the schedule. <laughs> That's amazing. So much bad. Well let's get into the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Which it took me a minute <laughs> to figure out what the hell was going on. So much bad. <laughs> so, on Christmas Eve in 1950, Wilfred, Wil, Wilfred, <laughs> Wilfred Butler dies in a burning accident outside his mansion in East Willard, Massachusetts. Yeah, that's already crazy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, the residence is bequeathed to his grandson, Jeffrey. Uh, 20 years later, in 1970, lawyer John Carter arrives in East Willard on Christmas Eve with his assistant and mistress, Ingrid. Also, also, like, well, I'll just get into that later, but like, worst sex scene ever. Oh my God. So (laughs) awkward and uncomfortable. (laughs) It was so bad. Even I felt uncomfortable watching it. I'm like, oh my God, for real though? (laughs) 
<laughs> I just had to point that out. It's it's you are not wrong, friend. <laughs> I mean, even my dog was looking at the screen like, Mom, what, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah, she was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> but anyway, so so much bad. <laughs> um. So yes. Yeah, so. John Carter is there with his mistress, Ingrid, and um, having been charged by uh, Jeffrey to sell the house. So Carter meets with the town's uh, leading citizens, Mayor Adams, Sheriff Bill Mason, and the mute Charlie Toman, who owns the, lo- the local newspaper, and Tess Howard, who operates the town's telephone switchboard, because it's really important that she's there. <laughs> oh my God. Someone got to connect them calls. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just laughing about it. I'm just reading this. Anyway, so they all agreed to buy the Butler Mansion on behalf of the town for the bargain price of $50,000, which Jeffrey requires to be paid in cash the next day. He's like, pay up now. Oh, my God. I want to get out. <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> so Carter and Ingrid spend the night at the Butler Mansion hence the really bad sex scene oh my god and then they are brutally murdered in bed with an axe by an unseen assailant bye-bye yeah that and was... so so nasty yeah but like the camera work at that moment was oh, so bad it's terrible like <laughs> and, and i think it's worth noting that the production value throughout this entire film is virtually non-existent yeah it so don't go in expecting to watch an Oscar-worthy you film. Are, this is not a cinematic masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't go in with high expectations. To quote my my wonderful friend that I adore, his name is Michael Cooley. He's one of the most wonderful people on the planet. <laughs> and he loves to say, I'm going to disappoint you so hard. This movie will disappoint you so hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. Bad mm-hmm date movie um (laughs) for real it's the movie that you put on during your date when you don't want to watch the movie yeah to make them leave yep (laughs) to let them know you're really into some weird shit right Uh, so all right so after the murders the killer places a crucifix on ingrid's hand and proceeds to phone the sheriff because that's what i do after i kill somebody um you know and then he introduces himself as the house's owner and asking him to investigate Carter's disappearance. While uh, talking with Tess, who forwards his call, the killer calls himself Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> like, God. Okay, so then at nightfall, uh, Jeffrey arrives at the mansion to meet with Carter, but finds it locked and empty. He drives to the mayor's home where he meets Diane, the mayor's daughter. The mayor has gone to the country's bank, the ca- the country, the county's bank. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes it feels like you're going to another country. <laughs> yep. I mean, <laughs> the way that camera movement was going. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm surprised I didn't like go into shock. <laughs> you're like, I'm pretty sure that my stop motion film from film school with army men was better than this. You know what? I'm going to show you, and then you can do a comparison. It will be better. I don't even need to <laughs> it see it. It will be better. I don't. I do not even need to see it. <laughs> because that one was like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. And this is the idea I came with. This is what you're getting. C's get degrees. I don't want to take this class again. Exactly. <laughs> Stop motion. I Like I said it before, I bow down to you because I can't do that job. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but so... 
the mayor has gone to the county's bank to obtain the the, the, the required cash for the payment. So she redirects Jeffrey to the sheriff's office. And then simultaneously, the sheriff heads to the mansion, but first stops at Wilfred Butler's disturbed gravesite, where he is beaten to death with a shovel. Oh my god! Also, <laughs> cinematic greatness. Oh, so fucking just <laughs> awful. So, failing to locate the sheriff, Jeffrey returns to the mayor's home, where Diane tells him she has received uh, she has received phone calls uh, for her father from someone named Marianne, who beckons her to the mansion. Yeah, you should go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what I would do. <laughs> so, puzzled by the strange events, Jeffrey and Diane decide to drive to the mansion. <laughs> Let's hide in the garage with all the chainsaws. <laughs> Why can't we just get in the running car? <laughs> just classic. Oh, my God. Oh, God. But then they stop after they find the sheriff's abandoned car. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the two stop by the newspaper office where they meet Charlie, who informs them Tess has gone to the mansion. Jeffrey and Charlie go after her while Diane researches the butler's house's history in the archives. Diane manages to piece together the butler's story. In 1930, Wilfred's wife died of tuberculosis. In 1933, his 15-year-old daughter, Marianne, was raped and got pregnant. And then the son she gives birth to is Jeffrey, who was sent away to California. And then in 1935, Wilfred converted the mansion into a mental hospital and had Marianne committed. As you do. Yep. (laughs) And then the rest of the story has apparently been redacted. So, there's that. (laughs) So, Tess arrives at the mansion and finds the sheriff's car running outside. In the foyer, I just like saying that word like that. Foyer. The foyer. I mean, when you have that... In your house, you've reached. You know you're rich when you got yeah. a foyer. Yeah, we're like, would, would you like to meet me in the foyer? <laughs> I can't wait to say that to somebody. <laughs> but uh, she is greeted by the unseen killer who bludgeons her to death <laughs> with a candlestick. Now we're in Clue. Right. <laughs> in the foyer with the candlestick. <laughs> oh, God. So bad. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey, meanwhile, arrives at Tess's house and finds it empty, after which he returns to Diane at the newspaper office. Mm. Diane tells Jeffrey that based on her research, his mother did not die during his birth like he had thought. They never do. (laughs) Jeffrey and Diane depart together to the mansion. En route, they pass Charlie's car, which has been set on fire. Yay. Ugh. <laughs> Moments later, Charlie throws himself at Jeffrey's car and Jeffrey runs him over, killing him. Thanks, Jeffrey. There's just like so much mess going on. <laughs> and then examining the body a little closer, Jeffrey realizes someone has cut Charlie's hands off. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> so then at the mansion, Jeffrey finds his grandfather's diary in the foyer with the candlestick with the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> which reveals he was the one who got Marianne pregnant. What is the deal with that? I just... Yeah. Sorry, I just... 
<laughs> what is with people putting that in stories? I don't know, but I, you know what? After <laughs> I, I put can't. this on the schedule, I felt really bad because I'm like, we just had this big rant about how we don't <laughs> want to have horror things with incest in them. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, well, I had never seen this. So I was like, I, I didn't expect that going in. No, so. it's so like... I, you like, know what? I hadn't watched it in years. <laughs> and when I rewatched it again today, I was like, I forgot how bad this is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I love like the writers. They're like, you know what? How are we going to flip this story? Oh, I know. <laughs> the grandfather got her pregnant. Yeah. The grandfather is going to get his granddaughter pregnant. Oh. Yeah. That's a great idea. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh but anyway so getting back in the diary recounts how wilfred grew hostile toward the complacent hospital staff so on christmas eve in 1935 he freed the hospital's patients causing a massacre that resulted in marianne's death as well so she is dead (laughs) he then ended up faking his death in 1950 and has been living anonymously in a nearby mental hospital ever since before escaping jeffrey tells diane that his uh grandfather slash father now that we know is still alive Mm -hmm. and that the sheriff tess uh, toman or talman excuse me and the mayor were all former inmates wilfred sought revenge on for the death of marianne yeah. Ugh. The mayor arrives at the mansion armed with a rifle because, I mean, that's how I would show up. <laughs> and he and Jeffrey open fire, killing each other. <laughs> God. So the killer, revealed to be the elderly Wilfred Butler, he finally appears and Diane grabs Jeffrey's gun and shoots him dead. A year later, Diane takes one last look at the Butler Mansion before it is destroyed by a bulldozer crew. The end. And what a wild ride. (laughs) Oh, boy. And and I just want to also point out the way that Diane shot that gun, it probably would have missed. Most definitely. (laughs) I just want to point that out. No. There's no way that would have hit anybody. <laughs> well, you know what was really shocking? On Rotten Tomatoes, this film holds a 29%. Shut up. I thought it was less than that. No, it holds a 29%. Why? I don't know. Um, but I, so the the critical response for this, um, it was initially criticized for having an unclear pot lo- plot line. You well, think. no shit. You think? <laughs> I think everybody that just listened to the plot, they're just like, um, okay, so what happened? So what's going on? <laughs> we're playing Clue. Why is Diane here? We're playing incestuous <laughs> Clue. That's what we're doing. Um, it's pretty much, pretty much it. Um, and then it also was criti- criticized for being quote unquote poorly for- photographed. And yes, again, you think? Yeah. Um, so uh michael pitts who is a film critic for the anderson daily bulletin when this first aired had said 
<laughs> uh, it's so it, I feel it's not wrong. Uh, the exact plot of the family mania is hard to follow, but by the same time, the whole revolting theme of madness and butchery has been run through the thud of axe against flesh and has obliterated any artistic purpose. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is so bad, it could have been made for television. But on the other hand, most of today's TV films are better than this. True. Ouch. (laughs) That's true. I I mean, there there were, like, good horror movies in the 70s. Oh, yeah, there were. And so, like... I mean, The Exorcist, hello. Right. So, coming from that, just seeing all those other ones, why in the world did this come well, out even the like, way it is coming off of night of the living dead in the 60s like yeah bro like call george romero get your life together i mean i i mean was this like a okay no i'm not gonna be that mean never mind it was actually worse than the turning <laughs> <laughs> which is like the one that i base all bad films on oh boy that yeah that is sad the turning is no longer the very bottom rung on the ladder for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are some fun facts about this movie. (laughs) Even though I just read the the plot, that Mm -hmm. should be uh, enough of a fun fact. (laughs) So, um, so the house used for the Butler mansion still stands in Oyster Bay, Long Island, New York. It's still there. Go so visit. There's no bulldozer involved in this. No, go visit. Take a picture. <laughs> Send it to us. And then um, John Carradine never utters a word in the film. His character's croaking noises were dubbed in uh, during post-production. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. <laughs> the film's working title was Zora. An odd choice since nothing or no one is referred to by that name in the film. Oh my god, yeah. It's I, I mean, of all the freaking code names, just why? I want to know where that came from. I know. That makes no sense. It's not even like an anagram for anything nothing. in the film. Yeah. Th- that's already telling me <laughs> the way that this film was going. Mm. So, the big cascading houseplant in Diane's living room is called a Christmas cactus. Christmas cactus. Christmas cactus. Like you, can you put lights on it and shit? I guess. But, you know, these plants are popular holiday gifts. Last fun fact, uh, Patrick O'Neill, James Patterson, and Astrid Heron all previously collaborated in Castle Keep, which came out in 1969. We went to the moon in 1969 and also had better movies than this. Hopefully. Yeah. I've never seen Castle Keep, but. I'm assuming it was better. I, I mean, anything was better. So. Yeah. By default. So, the yeah. two sweetest words in the English language. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> have we ever given anything zero stars? Or nope. zero screams? No. Well, um, what did we give point five? Our urban legends haunt experience, <laughs> which was one hundred percent bad. <laughs> but I don't think we've given a movie that we are now, and and that's being generous. And here we go. So we're we're making a we're, we're having a moment. We're making Frog Ghouls history. Woo! And this is 
zero for it's, me. It's bad. It's so bad. I don't know if I can watch that again. No. Um, <laughs> you know, as we were looking for fun, you know, spooky horror movies for the holidays, I remember seeing this one a million years ago and going, yeah, I don't really, I remember seeing it. Um, but I mean, please don't watch it. You know what? There was actually a sequel released about five years ago that was direct to DVD. I see why. Um, yes. You, you know what? It was, it was better. It wasn't oh, really? good. It wasn't good, but it was better. Okay. Um, so you can skip this one and just watch Silent Night, Bloody Night 2. Okay. The Revival. Maybe I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Fun fact that I actually didn't put in, but I should have and didn't. This actually inspired Bob Clark to, particularly with the phone call, mm-hmm. uh, that inspired part of Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Oh! Isn't it odd how such a shit movie could inspire <laughs> such a great movie? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. Mm-hmm. That's so great. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, at least that one was better. Well, and then there was also a remake called Silent Night, Bloody Night, The Homecoming. That okay. one I haven't seen. Okay, maybe one night with some wine. Lots mm-hmm. of wine. And popcorn. And popcorn. We can we can watch it. Because bitches love popcorn, and I'm bitches. <laughs> I'm definitely bitches. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get home, I'm probably going to pop some. Uh, you should. Yeah. Exactly. It's delicious. <laughs> Man, what a what a mess. Yeah. Just I mean, you know, not only is the plot really erratic and chaotic, it just there's it was shot on a budget of like $300,000, which is, you know what? For the 70s, I've seen better movies that were shot on less. Mhm. So, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was like, I don't understand what the camera is like that. Like, what are you doing? Did you even film school? Like I was saying, like, you know, like, maybe my first film school movies weren't that good. Oh, they were probably better than this. Yep. I was just going to say that I'm going to give myself props Mm -hmm. because my camera wasn't (laughs) shaking like that. Mm -mm. And the sound. Oh, my God. Like, I had to turn it down because, like, like some points it was kind of, like, making my ears bleed. The sound editing is terrible. There was absolutely zero... EQ and zero compression. Yeah. Like for those of you that don't record anything, um, it's it's a process because when you're obviously you are like for Bree and I, we I, I you're like three octaves below my voice. And when I first started listening to the podcast episodes when we were editing them, I'm like, do I really sound like that? <laughs> um but there is you have to you eq you compress you do so that you don't get the really super high dynamic ranges it's more consistent and you can always tell films that are not really well edited because you know how you have to keep turning up your remote and keep turning it down and and stuff because there's no good volume that's not supposed to happen (laughs) supposed to be consistent yeah you know my my brother said something interesting as he kind of watched some of it with us it's like you know it's almost like they um used all the budget for the guy running out on fire yeah you know what that's valid (laughs) i was like you know what for the first time chris chris you got a point bud i kind of agree with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that was the only clear part 
Yep. Of the whole movie. Yep. <laughs> so. Not wrong. So there's that. Not wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's terrible. Don't waste your time, energy. Your time is precious. It's the only thing in this life that you can't yes. make more of. Don't watch it. Yeah. Please don't be like me when Sarah told me not to watch The Turning, and I did. <laughs> don't do it, girl. It's not <laughs> worth it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. I did it. I did it, and it was terrible. No. Uh, don't watch this one either. And yeah. I, you know what, Brie? I'm actually really sorry that I put this one on the schedule because <laughs> because I forgot how bad it was. Hey, you know what? We can't, you know, not pick them. Can't we gotta watch some. Yeah, we gotta we gotta watch the bad ones too. Oh, but I just but this one was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make we'll make it up with the other great holiday spooky movies we got. Yeah, we got some good ones. Yeah, I'm just real sorry. It's okay. For sorry, everybody. But if you want to watch it, I mean, it, it's your choice. I mean, we are not telling you to. <laughs> we sure are not. But if you're interested, check it out. Uh huh. It let, was on Amazon Prime. Let us know if you hated it as <laughs> yes. much as we did. Please, please write us. <laughs> oh my God. So much bad. Also, so Amazon Prime, and it's also on YouTube for free. Yes, it is. Because that's how I watched it. <laughs> I did too. So check it out if you have so much free time. If you don't love yourself. That too. <laughs> but also if that's the case. I, I got Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else. Well, if you have any other spooky movies for this holiday season you would like us to check out and review, please email us at thesquawkles at gmail.com. And also on our website, we have a little, I forget what it's called. It's a little contact yes, form. Yes, contact form to fill out. And you can also write to us there as well at www. <laughs> the squadghouls.com <laughs> it's also worth noting that the movies that we're going to review this season the spooky season so don't write us and tell us to do these ones we're we're already on it oh yeah uh gremlins yep krampus yep and nightmare before christmas yay i know everybody's waiting for that one i know they're like guys you didn't do this for the holiday because it's not or for halloween because it's not a halloween movie it's a christmas movie it's a christmas movie but it also talks about Halloween. Yes, it starts at Halloween. <laughs> you got to talk about kidnapping Sandy Claus. Kidnap the Sandy Claus. Lock him in a bag. I can't wait. I know. That one's going to be fun. Can't um, wait. So, yes, we are going to. Those ones are on our list already. Yes. So, we, we got the goods, you guys. Yep. Um, <laughs> re, re and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the Squad Ghouls. Like us on the Facebook. Yep. Um, Check out our merch. Oh, yeah. Merch. We got good stocking stuffers. We do. Don't forget, shop small. Shop small. We are a small business, as I've discovered in our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So. Yep. Yep. And um, creep it real. We'll scare you later. Goodbye. Bye.